Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, which is now in its 21st year on voiceamerica.com. And to be specific, it's the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show to really um, exemplify our wonderful positive leaders and, and individuals and experts all around the world. And today's no exception. My guest is Talia Fox, and she is the CEO of Kusai Global International, Inc., and it's she's a leadership strategist and a legacy builder and she's transformed thousands of executives over the past two decades in every sector including major corporations in health higher education technology and government talia holds an med a master's in education and psychology and is a harvard university fellow she has assisted leaders in the development of innovative strategies for some of the most critical and complex missions globally including defense Wealth inequities, racial and social justice, aviation, and healthcare. Talia helps organizations maximize human potential by leveraging strategic intelligence and helps individuals and organizations foster connected cultures and promote conscious equity. She's facilitated and designed thousands of interactive learning experiences that support cultural competence, organizational intelligence productivity, and leadership strategies, and her trainings are widely sought after. She's been invited to share her expertise in leadership and business strategies globally, and she has a new book coming out, which is called Conscious Connection, and that's what we're talking about, conscious connection in the world. Welcome, Talia. Thank you so much, Patricia. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, it's great to have you here. All right, so... You know, how did you come up even with the name of Kusai Global, the concept in the name? You know, it's interesting because I started this company almost 20 years ago. I was a single mom and I was, you know, dealing with a lot of stuff in the nonprofit world. I wanted to do something that would be meaningful in the world, but I also needed to be able to take care of a small child and, you know, live my dream, if you will. And so I started working with the leaders because I had this concept of, is there a way for us to thrive, for everybody to be really smart and give value without having to be sick and tired all the time and without having to sacrifice time with our families and, and to be unhappy? That was kind of the big dream. Can you have it all? Can you have both? You know, as a single mom and, and as a woman entrepreneur, that was the aim. And I came up with kind of a strategy that I supported leaders in, you know, and, and at this point all around the world. And this is Kusai. It's knowledge. So we've got to know stuff. We've got to know what's going on with people. We have to know what's going on in the world. But that's not enough. You is for understanding. So how do we understand what we know, uh, which is a whole different thing than just knowing it. And then once we have that knowledge and that understanding, the S and the I is we have to make a plan, strategy for the S, and then I implement it and do something about it. So in my life and in my work, I kusai my life. <laughs> K-U-S-I. Mm-hmm. Know, understand, make a plan, do do something about it. So, mm. very good. So, knowledge, and then the next one is understand, and then strategize, and then implement. Yes, knowledge, understanding, yeah. strategy, implementation. Absolutely. Yeah, it's great. Great concept. And you take that further, too, because um, at Kusai, you also talk about these several things like emotional intelligence. Right, positive intelligence, agility and flexibility, cultural competence, detail orientation and innovation. And do you do that and strategic intelligence? Do you do that as separate workshops, as each thing is separate, or how do you put that all together? Yeah, so at Kusai, we we have a lot of solutions or interventions and I really like to focus on the why of what we do before the, before the what. So the why is if you can imagine being at a cocktail party or uh, I don't know, being any, anywhere near a water cooler or even online and people all over the world are constantly complaining about either their boss, they're complaining about coworkers or there's something going on with the system that just isn't working. And so we want everyone, when, when you hear those complaints, to say, what skill do you need in order to either thrive through the reality of your life or what skills does the entire organization need to make, to make a big change? And so 
We have a series of courses. Some of our courses are about two and a half hours, virtual, high impact. We have a DJ and everything. It's high energy, high impact, um, using a lot of storytelling, using a lot of, um, you know, you know, scenarios and simulations. And then we do full on nine month leadership development programs at a very high level where we take people through a whole process of developing the leadership skills and then applying all of those skills to real challenges that are happening both in their organizations and in some cases the world. Mm. And that's a lot. I mean, because there's so much that goes into it, right? We have to become resilient. We have to change the way we think. We have to be able to know how to relate to people and communicate effectively. I mean, there's a lot in here in terms of being effective. Sometimes it requires a whole change of thinking. What do you think? Yes. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I'm in the learning business, which when we're learning, there's, there is, we could, there's a lifetime of learning that all of us could have, and, and I, I really believe in learning. Uh, I do believe, though, that there's something simple underneath all of it when, when we think about what needs to happen, not just for change, but we want to change because we want to grow, and ultimately, I don't know about you, Patricia, or anybody else, but we want to be happy, and we want to be able to thrive, mm-hmm. and so... When you focus on what are those things that actually create this beautiful life, and a lot of it is our perspective, how we're thinking, the access to knowledge. Um, Mm -hmm. Everybody is reaching for this feeling of ease, and we're also reaching for answers, right? We're reaching Mm -hmm. for knowledge. We're reaching for understanding. (laughs) We're reaching for a plan. Um, We're Mm -hmm. reaching for support to be able to implement that plan. So uh, there's a lot of things to learn, and that will go on for a lifetime, but there's kind of a core, simple piece that you want to be happy, you want to thrive, you want to get results, right? So there's a, there's, there's a simplicity to this human experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where do you start? You know, when you go into a company and you work with people and you take them through a nine-month program, do you start with strategy? Do you start with emotional intelligence? Do you start with attitude? Where do you start? We actually start with fun. <laughs> That's and great. Engagement. So what I have found about people is that we can't teach anyone, inspire people if we don't have their intention. And at the end of the day, you know, um, people want to be able to know that they're utilizing their time effectively, but having a good time is a very compelling way to get people's attention. So we sometimes start with music and we start with a little bit of fun. Then we transition into, you know, I never really start with your position or the the kind of leader you are. I start with the kind of person you are. So this bigger Mm. picture idea of who are you as a human being, that is your, Mm. your emotions, your thoughts, um, your choices that you're making, and what do you really want? You know, it has nothing to do with the company quite yet, but what do you really want? What do you want to be known for? Mm -hmm. And so fun, then then really speaking to the, the, the integrity of the collective human experience, and once we have people engaged on those two things, now we can get down to business, and we can start becoming very smart, strategic, you know, business, um, leaders and and drivers of results but that comes Mm. after we have the foundation Mm. it's interesting you said it because what i'm thinking of is that when you get to know the person you get to know a lot because you get to see you know are they humorous do they take things too seriously you know where are their biases um how are they interacting in a group so that that tells you a lot right even in terms of where they where they fit Yes, and it also tells you a lot about their experience in the organization because from a, a very strategic standpoint, you know, if you're a CEO that's listening or someone that's really making decisions, what kind of culture are you are you building? Like what, what seeds are you planting? And I have found in, in many organizations, you know, the experience of the employees really reflect and say a lot about priorities and where we want to strategize mm. as, as business leaders. So, yeah. Mm. Where are you finding most of the issues in the beginning? Is it attitude? Is it, um, you know, is it organizational structure? Is it all of the above? Well, you know, I I have to say, before I became an executive leadership strategist, Patricia, I was a therapist. (laughs) And Mm. what I find fascinating about my work is I have studied 
you know, the idea of maximizing human potential, but I also have studied this journey of healing. So when people have mm-hmm. been through, you know, trauma or, or challenges, there's this healing that needs to take place um, in order for us to sort of have breakthroughs in other areas of our lives. Well, businesses remind me very much of people, and probably that's not, that's not a surprise because they were derived from people, right? And I think one of the biggest issues is what I like to call organizational history and baggage. So mm-hmm. some organizations, they've got a lot of stuff that people have been talking about that have been passed on to generations <laughs> of new employees. And nobody ever really sort of addressed it or, or brought it to the surface as to why the culture functions like this, why we mm-hmm. operate the way we do. So for me, one of the biggest issues that I'm just seeing is just the baggage that people inherit when they go into an organization. Um, they bring baggage and they also inherit baggage. So, I, you know, one of the things that we just have to do is uproot all of that stuff so we can set a chart for a new beginning um, and a new path forward. Interesting, which means the organization may have to make changes, right, even in their philosophy. Right, interesting. All right, we're going to take a quick break. My guest is Talia Fox, who is the CEO of Kusai Global, Inc. She is a leadership strategist and a legacy builder and has transformed thousands of executives over the last two decades in every sector, including major corporations in health, higher education, technology, and government. She's the author of a brand new book that's just coming out called Conscious Connection. And Talia has facilitated and designed thousands of interactive learning experiences that support cultural competence, organizational intelligence, productivity, and leadership strategies. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about what companies need and how can they excel, and how can the people excel, excel in them. We'll talk more about leadership competencies and strategic intelligence, emotional intelligence, positive intelligence, agility and flex- flexibility, cultural competence, and detail orientation and innovation, all of which are necessary really for leadership competency in terms of really moving forward, not just as a leader, but as a whole organization. So we'll be back with Talia right after the break. I'm Patricia Raskin right here with uh, Patricia Raskin Positive Living Program, and we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. What are the labels that identify us? Who are we and how do we figure out our place in the world? Do we own our narrative? If you were to create your biography today, what would it say about you? Listen for Dropping In with host Diane Dewey, the author of the award-winning memoir, Fixing the Fates. Diane and her guests will give their version of finding themselves. Find out about your authenticity by dropping in every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Join hosts Navanav every week for Good Morning Canada. Our home is Canada, but our message and reach is boldly global. Our focus is on the alternative perspective, the hidden dimension, and the expansive horizon. Ideas are designed to be challenged, perceptions shattered, and information balanced. We invite you to visualize the converse viewpoint, dare to be inquiring, but always promise an hour of lively fun. Listen worldwide at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. 
Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. are listening to the Patricia Raskin show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Now, back to the Patricia Raskin show. Well, hello everyone and we are back. My guest is Talia Fox, the CEO of Kusai Global Inc. She is a leadership strategist and legacy builder, and she's transformed thousands of executives over the last two decades in every sector, including major corporations in health, higher education, technology, and government. Her new book coming out in the fall or in November is called Conscious Connection, and she's facilitated and designed thousands of interactive learning experiences that support organizational intelligence and productivity and leadership strategies and cultural competence, and her trainings are widely sought after. And welcome back, Talia. Thank you. Yeah. So let's talk about more about being the leader, you know, really having those leadership competencies. And I think my question to you is, you know, when you have these competencies, strategic intelligence and, you know, positivity and, you know, all of the other ones, emotional intelligence, positive intelligence, you're flexible, do you think that that ties over into your life in general? And I, here's my question. Do you exhibit these at work and then at home you're a different person? Or do you think you carry it all with you? Uh, let's talk about the integration of this into your whole life. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I, I'm always grappling with the word leadership competence because this idea of being able to be really good at leadership, I also like to call it leadership practice, right? So just like the medical practice is you're constantly learning and you're constantly understanding how who you are impacts everything that you do and your results. And that includes your results at home and as a human being. What I love about leadership is that it is a journey in which you are a person that develops these competencies and these competencies or this practice is the art of inspiring people, the art of helping people feel more cared for, the art of getting results. Mm. And so I know for me, one, one big thing that I have done in my life is I've struggled for decades with weight and fitness. I have a feeling I'm not alone in that. Um, but I have applied leadership skills to solving some of my most pesky, and I won't say solving, to practicing and applying some of my most pesky personal challenges and, you know, I thought about emotional intelligence and how I can use that for healthy food choices or to get to the gym more often. I thought about mm-hmm. the idea of positive intelligence, and positive intelligence is the rate in which your brain is sabotaging you or serving mm-hmm. you well. So mm-hmm. I started doing this thing where I wake up and I'm like, Am I, is this thought I'm thinking sabotaging me or serving me? Um, mm. When we talk about agility as a parent, for those parents out there, I wanted to be, I wanted to control my kids, and I got the memo that they're uh, human beings on their own path. So how can I be flexible and agile, um, and also it, have accountability for my children? And so all of these skills can flow over into your life. There's, an, there is. I just want to say this last thing: an ongoing conversation, though, about. You know, can you be a different person at home and a different person at work? Um, Mm. I do believe that wherever you go, there you are. Mm -hmm. And those that are talented enough to accomplish that, I think you actually get exhausted. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I think that there's probably some element that's not as effective for you. So um, I would really encourage everyone, because it's worked so well for me, to think about leadership competencies and this practice is also life skills right, that we can apply Absolutely. to anything in our world. Absolutely, because mm-hmm. otherwise I think, as you said, you get exhausted. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I remember a time in my life where around certain people I always had to, you know, watch what I was saying and filter what I was saying and think about it and answer appropriately, and it gets exhausting. 
And I mean, we still have to do that with certain personality types, but I think the more we can step into ourselves, the easier it is for do, to do that rather than, yes. you know, just at one time. Yeah, that's, that's the cost. It's, we only have but so much energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's talk more about um, your company as a whole. Now, it certainly does the leadership training. Where do you emphasize most? Is it on pretty much all the skills that we talked about before um, in terms of the leadership skills? Or is it um, other things as well? Yeah, thanks for asking that, because one of the things with KUSAI, our trainings actually get a lot of, um, you know, people know about the trainings because we attract quite a few people. You know, during um, the last year during the pandemic, we trained over 55,000 people on conscious equity. Oh, wow. So, yeah, wow. so how you actually lead consciously in organizations. And so we have huge numbers. But KUSAI actually is more than just training. Training is one solution to culture problems. We actually do full-scale consulting projects that include everything from strategic plans to engagement roadmaps to analyzing policies and procedures and really holding hands of leaders and teams or even in some cases affinity groups as they navigate the complexity of organizations with the goal of making it a, a culture and a place where everybody can thrive and feel good <laughs> about mm. the results that they're, that they're achieving. Mm. So it, it goes beyond the leadership. It really goes into, you know, who they are, right, and, and their style, Correct. Absolutely. I mean, once you learn stuff, right, uh, you can find out your style, you can have a lot of awareness, but then when, when we're gone and you're out of the training, you need a plan <laughs> and a strategy to be able to apply that, that knowledge. So, yeah. What, what, is the, what are some of the challenges that you find your participants go through when they go through the trainings? Where do they get stuck or where is it h- hardest to implement? Well, I think for a lot of people, it it really is a matter of being conscious of what you're doing on a regular basis and a matter of time and stress. So when you wake up in the morning, um, many people are in this very habitual, I like to call it a zombie mode, where we're just kind of checking email and just doing our thing. And we've been doing that thing that we do for years. <laughs> and so one of the things that we have to do is we kind of have to snap out of the zombie mode and be in this place where we're remembering our skills, remembering our wisdom, and that every single day we need some kind of trigger or reminder to make, you know, both the knowledge and the understanding a trigger to actually do something different. Um, so I think that this is with everything in life, that the way mm-hmm. that we get results is that we create habits and systems that are natural for us to flow with on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't have an intentional or deliberate habit or system, right, you don't have kind of a food plan to follow or some kind of schedule to follow, then you're, you're creating some other habit, right? So you're, you're just kind of getting results that are, are not reliable. And so this idea that we have to create habits and systems and get in the flow is probably the hardest thing for, um, mm-hmm. for people when it comes to implementing and actually changing. Well, and as you said, it doesn't take, what, 20 or 30 days to change a habit. So it's day by day, correct? Yeah, you know, it, it is day by day. But I, I think that the the hard thing about that 20 to 30 days is at the 30-day mark, you still have to do it. <laughs> and even though it may seem easier or it may seem natural, it depends on how many things in your environment are pulling you back to the other to the other side, right? So if you do 20 to 30 days of eating healthfully, um, and then you stop thinking about it, but you're, you're in a restaurant every single night from that point on, you know, the pull back into old habits is pretty strong. Um, and so mm-hmm. this really is this commitment to daily intentionality, daily deliberate choices um, that move us in the direction of what we want. Yeah, yeah. And, and in a way, that's, that's discipline, too. And isn't there something about, you know, changing your thinking? So, for example, you just say, well, you know what? I'm not going to go to that restaurant because I know if I go there, I'll get the French fries or I'll get the shake. So I'm not going to do that for a month. I'm going to go over here and do this. So, you, you, you know, you, you change your location so you don't have the temptation. Well, you know, I think this is where the self-awareness comes in. Here's what's kind of complicated about um, 
the human experience is that we're all different, right? And we all have something, we all have a different thought in our head that makes us feel good, better, or not so good. And so I encourage everyone, if you want to give yourself a pep talk, if you want to change, you have to actually, you know, be interested in yourself and what makes you tick, right? So for some people, this restaurant thing, if you have a history of, you know, struggling, a history of failure with this. The thing that might get you to make a good choice is to say, I can do whatever I want, whenever I want. And today I'm going to go to that restaurant, but I'm going to find the most delicious salad and, you know, steamed vegetable that I can because I love being out in the open and and Mm -hmm. just start pepping yourself up. There are other people that need maybe a little hard love of, hey, you've done that many times. It's not going to work you know, let's, let's schedule a golf trip or schedule something else to do. Right. Um, mm-hmm. so it just depends on who you are, what you've been through, what's going on that we've got to kind of find our own, I, I like to call it just like a rhythm, our own rhythm of, mm-hmm. of what we need to say to ourselves personally that get mm-hmm. us to get into a flow and get into better mm-hmm. habits. What do you feel about affirmations, visualizations and feelingizations in terms of really getting into it? I am an affirmation, I mean, I'm an affirmation junkie. I always I say lots of affirmations a lot. I believe that visualizing is great, um, and I have all kinds of thoughts about that. But the, there's a simple reason that this stuff tends to work, and there's, some, you know, there's research and science behind working is defined by the rate in which it gets people to get to their results. And the mm-hmm. simple thing is that we are emotional people, emotional beings, and businesses have to really accept this reality. And the key is that the only reason that any of us ever don't get anything done is because of of a feeling, right? If you need to get up and go to the gym, the reason that's so hard for people is because there's this moment where you're like, oh, I don't feel like it, or oh, I'm tired, or oh, I don't want to drive there. You know, there's that, oh. And so when you visualize and when you give yourself affirmation, it's kind of a science and simple brain hack to decrease your... um, the frequency of your, uh, so you're always, and this is what leaders have to do too. We, we're getting people hyped and motivated and inspired and ready to go. And we know that when you're motivated and tuned in, um, that you're going to have better ideas, more energy, more excitement, and you're going to do more and produce mm-hmm. more. And so, you know, no matter how you you know, people might have some beliefs around affirmations and people argue about whether it's real or not real. There are some core facts <laughs> that are real that you can lean on no matter how you feel about any of it. And so if affirmations absolutely work for me, but whatever works for you to get you up and at them and feeling that vitality in life, that's the direction that we move in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Great. Yeah. All right. So important. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break. And and thank you, Ty. I mean, great, great information. My guest today is Talia Fox. She's the CEO of Kusai Global Inc. And she's a leadership strategist and legacy builder. And she's transformed thousands of executives over the past two decades in every sector. And her new book is Conscious Connection coming out in the fall. And you can log on to kusaitraining.com. K-U-S-I training.com and stay tuned when we come back we're going to talk more about what it takes to be a great leader and a great team member right you're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com America's Voice and we'll be right back America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. 
Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Tune in to Melody Edmondson's The Space of the Waste radio program. This companion piece to her successful guidebook series, The Space of the Waste, focuses on body types and how to make your waist length flattering, no matter what your body type is. Guests include designers, merchandise managers, factory owners, and more. You'll also find out what accessories will complement your body shape and waist length. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show hello everyone and we are back we are back with talia fox who is the CEO of Kusai Global Inc. And she is a leadership strategist and she's a legacy builder and she has transformed thousands of executives over the last two decades in every sector, including major corporations in health, higher education, technology, and government. And her new book coming out in the fall is Conscious Connection. And she has facilitated and designed thousands of interactive learning experiences that support cultural competence, organizational intelligence, productivity, and leadership strategy. So welcome back, Talia. (laughs) Okay. All right. So let's talk more about, you know, the different pieces of leadership that you're focusing on. What are you finding right now, Talia, that's the greatest need I mean, there's so much stress out there. There's so much, in, in, there is so much uncertainty that there's tremendous anxiety. So a lot of people have anxiety and, um, you know, and some depression, but it's, um, there's just so much uncertainty. Where are you seeing in your work? Where's the greatest call out? Yeah, I think with my conversations with leaders that it's, there is this acceptance piece. There is how you think things should be. <laughs> versus how things actually are. So one of the big issues going on right now in the workplace is this idea, do we stay virtual or do we have people come back into the workplace? Do we have a hybrid environment where a few people are at home and some people are at work? And it's interesting because there are leaders that have strong opinions about how people should work, whether strong opinions about them staying home, strong opinions about them coming back to work, and this this feeling place of what you think, how you think you want things to be, or your ideas of what you think would work, you have to put all of that aside, and you have to begin to really say, okay, what what's changed now? What does the future hold? What is going to position this company to be a place where I can retain talent, recruit talent? What does the future look like? So I'm, I'm finding that a lot of leaders there... There's a lot of emotional attachment to certain strategies and also emotional attachment to the way things were. (laughs) Um, We're having Mm -hmm. kind of, everybody knows we are in what we call a VUCA environment, V-U-C-A. It's volatile, it's uncertain, it's complex, it's ambiguous, right? And so as a leader, we have to accept that we do not have the answers and that we're all, no matter how experienced you are, we are all at where one learning how to navigate a completely new landscape. Um, and so that piece of acceptance is one of the biggest challenges I think leaders are having. Yeah. yeah. And so we need even more resilience, right? We need even more of a plan to stay with it because we're not sure, Talia, if that plan is going to hold up, right? We've got the plan. We hope it's going to go there. But what if it doesn't? How do you help people work through that? 
Yeah, well, I, I think, you know, it's funny. When you think about the word resilience, you think about bouncing back. And I tell people that we need to bounce forward because bouncing back is actually inherent in that is that we're trying to kind of go back to something. And so what I think will relieve a lot of stress is for people to sort of sit back and get comfy with possibilities, get comfy with with innovation, right? And so this idea of resilience is how can you manage your stress? How can you manage the anxiety of the unknown? And how can you stay present to begin to try things? right? Um, mm. Everybody wants to know what the future holds and <laughs> wants to have better pre- predictions, right? We've got a lot of data analysis that we can kind of predict what's going to happen. And people are struggling because our predictions aren't really serving us well. We're having a harder, it's getting harder to predict behavior and future trends. And so uh, once again, the, the bounce back is in letting go of the, the, the bouncing back and kind of getting really excited about forward-moving innovation. Um, Really quickly, the difference between critical thinking and creative thinking, critical thinking is examining what is. That's the majority of people engage in critical thinking. Creative thinking is simply saying, what are the possibilities? And so we need to balance our analysis of what is and our engagement in what could be um, as our new strategy moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's talk also about some of these skills you need, you know, and, and some of them are, you know, just mastering different qualities, such as mastering your mind, mastering your life, um, being resilient, um, you know, and keeping your dream alive. Speak to, um, speak to those. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I I get this visual, I do a lot of keynote speaking events and I get up and I always have this big smile on my face and people ask me, do you get really excited to speak in front of people? And it's like I always share, it's not that I'm excited to speak in front of people, but I'm excited about the results of when we know better, that we can do better. I'm excited about the idea that if you can plant a seed in someone's mind, how it can absolutely be life-changing. I just think about the seeds that have been planted in my mind and how it just transformed my life. So Mm -hmm. um, I have dedicated my life. I would love to be a master and I am humbly a master because a master to me means that I'm always taking myself back to square one and becoming a learner. Um, mm-hmm. But mastering my mind is emptying it out <laughs> um, and being very strategic about what I'm allowing to put in it, you know, being very strategic about how I'm using my thoughts and how I'm using my, my imagination to make life better for myself and make life better for others. You know, mastering my life is emptying it out. <laughs> it's kind of like cleaning out your closet and then looking at this empty space and really saying, okay, what would I like to put in this closet? Do I need more space? Do I need multiple closets? What, how do I want to design, you know, my life? Um, mm-hmm. Mastering resilience is once you do all that design, don't think that it's going to be forever or it's going to be perfect or that you have to get it right. It's that you can always move things and empty it out again. Um, it's this idea of, you know, every time you, I wouldn't even think about falling, but resilience is being bouncy in your life. Uh, when things don't go exactly as you anticipated, go back to square one, empty it out again and redesign it again. We can, we can do that to the end of time. Um, and then just lastly, your mind. Um, I know we talked a little bit about that already, but, but this idea that if you can have the confidence and believe in your capacity to create, your capacity to solve problems, your capacity to thrive through any circumstances, then you can access at any moment this level of relief, which in turn leads you to even greater possibilities and, and anything you can muster up that you might want. So. Mm. Do you encourage people, leaders as well, you know, when they hit roadblocks to have team meetings and talk about it, to talk with other leaders? How do you encourage them to work together? Yeah, well, I mean, I think the first step is (laughs) hopefully you are a person that people like to work with and that you are working with the team that you like to work with. I think one of the barriers to certain team building experiences is that we all individually should strive to be someone that's that other people would like to work with. So if you're listening to this, ask yourself, are you a likable person? Be a likable person. (laughs) Um, And then if you're, as you 
come together with a team, it's really interesting. People get stressed out about their teams because they don't have the skills to communicate effectively. They don't really know what it is to be high-performing, and so they avoid collaborating. But collaborating should be the most it should feel good. Um, it should be for motivating. It should make you feel supported. And so my question, if someone says, should I collaborate with my team? I would be curious as to why wouldn't you want to, and what circumstances do you have to change? So that, that question never needs to really be asked again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, um, uh, we have got a couple minutes before break, so before we do, just share with us a quick story about a company you've worked with or a person you've worked with, what you did and how you saw a real turnaround. You know, it's interesting. We had this project with uh, a, a pretty big federal government agency, um, and you know, it was a huge project. We trained almost the entire agency, all of their leaders, and a big, huge handful of employees. And I could give you all of this data about, there were all kinds of data I could share about how this organization got better, right? Like their engagement scores were higher. They had um, better success with team meetings. They felt more productive. I mean, there are all these things that happened that, um, I could share with you that we were proud of, but there was one story. Someone actually sent me an email and wanted to talk to me, and she shared this story, and I feel like it was the the most um, vivid impact of people being trained. And and by the way, let me just say, we train people on conscious equity, so leaders being conscious about how they lead and how they treat people. Mm -hmm. She said that she'd been working in this organization for 20 years, and that every time she got on the elevator, no one ever talked to her, and people rarely looked at her. She said that she experienced this feeling of invisibility in this organization. And she said that after the entire team went through this culture transformation and training, that every single time she got on the elevator, that somebody would smile at her, somebody would mm. say hello, and she said it was the first time in her life, in her, her career life in that organization, where she did not feel invisible. Um, mm. And so it was something that probably didn't get captured in a bunch of numbers or data, but for me, I got to get up that day and say, this is why I do this work. Mm. So that people can have that kind of feeling. Yeah, and it means a lot. We don't realize how those small things make such a difference, and they really do. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk to Talia Fox, who's the CEO of Kusai Global Inc. She's a leadership strategist and legacy builder, and she's transformed thousands of executives over the last two decades in every sector, including major corporations in health, higher education, technology, and government. Her new book, Conscious Connection, comes out in the fall, and she's facilitated and designed thousands of interactive learning experiences that support cultural competence and productivity and leadership strategies. And you can log on to kusaitraining.com. KUSITraining.com. We'll be back with with Talia for our last segment today, and we'll talk about what it takes in terms of self-care to really make your dreams and goals happen. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice, and we'll be right back. us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Listen for Go to Health Radio, featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your healthcare needs and reputable healthcare experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific time and 3 p.m. Eastern time on Voice America Variety. Planning for college? 
Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back. I'm Patricia Raskin, and my guest today is Talia Fox, and she is the CEO of Kusai Global, Inc. She is a leadership strategist and legacy builder, and she's transformed thousands of executives over the last two decades in every sector, including major corporations in health, higher education, technology, and government. She holds an MED in psychology and is a Harvard University fellow. And she's assisted leaders in the development of innovative strategies for some of the most critical and complex missions globally, including defense, wealth inequities, inequalities, uh, racial and social justice, aviation, healthcare. And she also has facilitated thousands of workshops. And her new book is called Conscious Connection, which is coming out in the fall. You can write to her at Kusai training.com k-u-s-i training.com welcome back talia all right all right let's talk a little bit before we close today about what it takes to be all these things you know it's it's um first of all before you can help other people right it's that oxygen oxygen mask theory you've got to put the oxygen mask on yourself and and be strong in yourself before you can help others and leaders are in that position where they're really making a big difference in others lives but what happens when leaders aren't feeling well or aren't at their best or are having issues. So let's talk about self-care and what you suggest. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting. Um, I feel like because we are a society where we really are um, celebrated for productivity, we're celebrated for results, we're celebrated for accomplishments, we also, I think a lot of people, we, we run around and, and there's this, com- we call it the comparative mind in psychology where you're thinking about what you did and you're comparing yourself to other people. And, you know, I have found, and, you know, I don't have as much data around this, but I know there's data, but it just feels like everybody's very anxious and there's a lot of kind of this, this behavior of running ourselves in the ground. And so I have actually come up with this, this thought around what my number one job is every day. And I literally say this to myself every single day. My number one job is to protect my peace. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, what, mm-hmm. what is it that we're striving for? And for me, my peace of mind and a feeling of contentment about who I am and what I'm doing and where I'm going in life is my number one job. And so, um, you know, if I am not functioning well, the irony is that I can't think as well and all of the results that I want to have, all of my accomplishments can just really <laughs> completely, it's just, it's, you don't even need it um, if you're not feeling good. I've actually had this experience where I've achieved such amazing goals, but I was like walking, accepting an award one time and my knee was killing me because I had gained so much weight and my stomach was hurting. And it was actually supposed to be one of the most exciting moments of my life. And I was completely and utterly in misery because <laughs> I did mm. not feel well. 
And mm-hmm. so what was the point of that, right? I mean, it felt good. I can tell people about it, but, you know, it's like I've, I fast forward, I've accepted other awards and I'm bouncing across the stage and, and I finally got that moment. And I'm like, oh, this is what it's supposed to feel like. But it was the health focus that helped me do that. So mm-hmm. I am committed to every day. I think, you know, focusing on what you're putting in your body, focusing on moving in a way that makes you feel alive and good. And I have a practice of meditating on a regular basis. And I do all these things as a foundation to prepare myself for whatever life, uh, you know, pulls my way. I think it's so important. Yeah, I think it's, it really is. And how do you encourage your team members, people that you work with? How do you encourage that as well? Well, you know, uh, on my specific team, I really try to show my members, um, my team members, how much empathy I have. So we actually have someone out sick today, and I'll send a little mantra of rest first and making sure that they're aware that we we care about who they are as a person, um, not just some, you know, robot that has to get a bunch of widgets out. I think that that's so important. So modeling with empathy, saying that here at at your organization, we allow people to prioritize their health. And we understand that when people prioritize their health, that they are are better and more productive for work and Mm -hmm. for business. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that that's just just so important is showing empathy when people aren't feeling well um, and encouraging others to take care of themselves. Yeah, absolutely. What would you like to leave our listeners with? What would you say is sort of your message? Well, I, I really hope that um, anyone that's listening to this, that there are just a couple of takeaways that you have, and, and one of them is just this idea that it's exciting to learn, and it's exciting to get fresh new ideas about ways not only to lead a team and to lead a business, but how to lead our lives. I'm always on a hunt for tips and tricks and ideas that can improve our, my capacity to access more joy and to thrive in ways that put me in a position to be able to serve others. So with that, I want to just throw some vibes of appreciation to anyone out there that's running a business, anyone out there that's a parent, anyone out there that's struggling um, thank you, because in your struggle and in your courage to do whatever it is you're embarking on, there are lessons, and I have a suspicion that those lessons will be shared with someone and make its way around communities and, in some cases, maybe even make its way around the world. So mm-hmm. thank you for showing up, and thank you, in some cases, for the struggle. Oh, thanks so much. It was so great to interview you, Kadalia. How can people find you and write to you and contact you? You can go to our website at kusaitraining.com and put an inquiry in. We have lots of people that kind of just contact. If you just want to connect and ask a question, you can put that in our website. Um, you also can find me on Instagram at Talia Fox Speaks. Um, and you can also link, link, find me on LinkedIn at Talia Fox. Okay. Thanks so much for being on the program, Talia. It was a it was a pleasure and an honor to have you on the program. Yeah. Right back at you, Patricia. This is wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Stay on the line for a minute. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Um, if you want to find me and get a copy of my newsletter so that you can see all these fabulous guests we have on each week, write to me, Patricia, at patriciaraskin.com. I'm also on Facebook at Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources. And if you're thinking about getting your positive message out and you'd like to do your own podcast, I've interviewed about 5,000 people in my career, uh, all experts, uh, and I would love to help you. So again, Patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get get the support you need and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.